If you have your Bibles, we're going to. Did I put? I don't even think I put the lapel on, so we're going to just go with this. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to go to Ephesians 3.20. We quoted a lot. You know, the Bible, <clears throat> is God's revealed word, word and will for our life. His word is God speaking to us. It's his will for us. Amen. So we're going to look at God's will for us. Let's go to Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. So let me, let me, let me, let me paraphrase that to help you understand. I want you to think about And everybody got something. We all got a problem. We all got a struggle. Don't ever look at anybody and say, oh, it must be nice. You don't know their struggle. You don't know their problem. Money don't solve all your problems. Houses don't solve all your problems. Single people, if I could just get married. Marriage definitely doesn't solve all your problems. <laughs> I could just have a baby. Babies definitely don't solve all your problems. Remember you said that to you, if I could just have babies, did the baby solve all your problems? No. We often think that if the problem gets solved, that's going to be it. Boy, if I could just get my husband angry, if I could just get my wife, if I could just get my church, all that stuff, if I could just get them all in church, were they all in church? Did it solve your problem? No. No. You're going to have more problems. I want you to think about the thing that you're going through right now, the thing that you believe in God for. And listen, the Bible says God wants to do that and even more. <laughs> above, exceedingly abundantly above. Get the figure in your mind what you need right now to just kill all your bills and be debt free. Get that figure in your mind. Get it in your mind. What is it? What is it? What is it? Whatever it is, it might be $200,000, $300,000. It might be four, $500,000. Y'all, the Bible says God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above that. Can you imagine that? Listen, above what you can think. Now, some of y'all say, I'd take a billion. You can't even think about a billion dollars. You know what a billion dollars is. But if you can think it, the Bible says exceedingly abundantly above. What you could ask or think according to the power that works in you. Here we go, another one. Let's go to uh, 3 John chapter 2. Roy, you've been with me, boy. You just stay with me. Thank you, brother. <laughs> 3 John chapter 2. What does it say? Beloved, this is God. This is what he wants for you. I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health. Y'all, when I was hiding my car from the repo man, I was not prospering. But that's what God wanted. 
When our house in North Carolina got not repossessed, what? Foreclosed on. I wasn't prospering, but that's what God wanted. When we were homeless during Harvey, y'all never heard my Harvey story? I'll tell it again. <laughs> I was not prospering, but that's what he wanted. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. He wants your soul prospering too. You can get all the money in the world, but your mind is messed up. Your emotions are messed up. This is what he wants. Right? So, y'all, let's go to last scripture, Romans 10.9, which is my favorite. Romans 10.9 is one of my favorite scriptures, all-time scriptures. You want to, what is one of the past around? This is my favorite all-time scripture. Romans 10.9, Romans 10.9. Y'all know, some of y'all know I wrote a song about it, got recorded. I love that scripture. Romans 10.9. Y'all see it? What does it say? That if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, most people believe that saved is just, I'm going to heaven. I was going to hell. I'm not going to hell anymore. I'm going to heaven. But let me tell you what this word saved means. Everybody say, but wait, there's more. So I got an app on my phone, on my iPad. I can click on uh, Reverend Norton, the word. You know how we had Strong's? I got it in my phone. And I can click on the very word in that ninth uh, verse, saved. And that word is sozo. But listen to what it says. It says to make whole. To heal. We don't, we don't think about we don't think about salvations in terms of other than going to heaven. This is what it says. It says to deliver, to protect, to heal, to preserve, to do well, to make whole, to save from suffering, one's perishing, listen to this, from disease, to make well, to restore health, to preserve one, who is in danger and destruction. Oh, God. Y'all see all of this? To be saved means to be made whole, to be restored, to prosper. Everybody say, but wait. There's more. You may be seated. Y'all, anything you can think about, God, Anything you can say about God, there's more. Somebody say amen. Any testimony you can give today, God healed me. He brought me out of this. He delivered me from that. He saved me from this. He saved me from that. Everybody say, but wait, there's more. Many of us do what they did in the Old Testament. The Bible says, that Israel limited God. They limited God. And many of us, by our religious teaching, what we learned in Sunday school, what we learned at church, and I'm going to tell you, what you're learning at church now is limited. Every man of God is limited in his revelation 
of Jesus Christ. The reason why we're going to be in eternity with God is because it's going to take that long for us to learn God. Because he's eternal. Somebody say amen. That's why you never ball up your wax of your belief and faith and religion or whatever in a person. Somebody say amen. amen. People can go so far, and after they go so far, they die, right? So that's how we got all the denomination, the Lutheran denomination, what was based on Martin Luther's revelation before he died. And if he'd have still been living and he was dedicated to God, he would have kept getting revelation. But because he died, the revelation stopped, and somebody canonized it and created the denomination. They did it in every denomination with the Westlands, with the Methodists, right? Every denomination stops at a man's revelation. But how many of y'all know that the word of God is a progressive revelation? How many of y'all know that the word of God is alive? It is quick. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. So you can never limit God. Now, here's the thing. The thing is that one truth don't kick over another, and that's the thing about the Bible. It's line upon line, precept upon precept. So that means if I get a revelation that there's another name by which men can be saved, that's called heresy. Somebody say amen. That's not a revelation. That's demonic. That's satanic. Somebody say amen. But whenever you think you got all of God, whenever you think you've learned all of God, whenever you think God has done everything that he's going to do for you, I want you to stop and think like the 1999 commercials. Y'all know that those 1999 commercials for the Jinsu knives and all of that? And they say what? But wait, there is more. There's more than what you think. The Bible says in Ephesians 3.20, we just read it. Now unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask or think. Y'all, there are things that are going on right now with our church, with the church building and all that, that are beyond what you can even imagine or think. The, the fact that a group of people like us can have $100,000 getting ready to put it down on a building. The fact, come on somebody, that this group of people right here is getting ready to go into a colossal building that that the things that people can say golly will they ever be able to fill it up somebody say amen oh yes we will <laughs> because tell somebody there's more tell somebody there's more I can give you a testimony today. I can tell you about Harvey. I can tell you about all the things that God has done through my life. The, the, the signs, the wonders, and miracles, the place, people, places, and things that God has put me uh, into and connected, connected me to. And all the things that he's done and given me favor throughout this life. But wait, there's more. Somebody say amen. They say I'm half of 100. I'm 50 now. But y'all, I'm not stopping yet because wait, there is more. And so on. Wednesday night, we told you that God loves what kind of story? He loves a Cinderella story. And I want you to understand that no matter where you are in this life right now, how you see yourself, you do not see yourself like God sees you. Somebody say amen. You see yourself based on comparing people on Facebook, comparing yourself to what LeBron got, comparing yourself to what uh, uh, Cardi B got and some famous person got. They got Bungatis and they got red bottoms and they live in a big mansion and all that. Well, I want to tell you, I want to give you some good news right now. But wait, there's more. Somebody say amen. 
Don't compare yourself to these people down here. The Bible says we don't look at the things which are seen because the things which are seen are temporary and subject to change. You remember when Whitney Houston was high, right? When she was flying high, she's the top of the charts. But things are subject to change. That's why we don't look at temporary things. We don't look at the things which are seen. For the things which are seen are temporary and subject to change. But we look at the things which are not seen. For the things which aren't seen are eternal. Tell somebody, but wait. There is more. And so we talked about it on Wednesday night. The fact is that God is looking for that Cinderella story. He's looking for somebody that he can save. So to get saved, you got to first be in trouble. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> you say, man, Pastor Brown, you don't understand the jam I'm in. <laughs> Tell somebody that's what God's looking for. Jesus wants to be a savior. You know, he came and he told the, the Pharisees, he said, listen, I know y'all don't need me. He said, we cool. He said, I ain't come for y'all anyway. He said, because you say you're whole. You say you see. He said, the physician ain't come for those that are whole. I came for those that are sick. Somebody say amen. amen. Jesus is looking. God is looking. For people, and we talked about it. We're going to talk about it a little further today. He's looking for them people where? On the dung hill. Y'all remember that? So let's go to a couple of them scriptures. I, I just want to show it to you one more time. Let's go to, uh, mm -hmm. let me see here. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 7. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, you might be in a situation Financially, I'm not going to ask you to hold your hand up. You're in financial situation. You might be in a situation spiritually. You might be in a situation physically in your physical body. But listen to what it says. The Lord make it poor and he make it rich. Y'all like that part that say he make it rich. Nobody argues on the part that say he makes poor. Yeah, that's what God do, right? But he also says he make it rich. Who does he make poor? The Bible says he takes down one and lifts up another. Somebody say amen. amen. People that get too proud, he, he, he puts them low. Somebody say amen. amen. Sometimes they lose play. Y'all watch that movie, Trading Places? <laughs> that man was poor. He didn't have nothing. But he traded places up with somebody that has something. And that man was put down. The Bible said God does that every single day. Come on, somebody. You know the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous? Come on, is anybody excited about getting ready to trade some places? Come on, somebody. I've been down long enough. It's my turn to be up. Somebody say amen. Everybody say we get ready to trade places. If you can believe it. But he make it one poor and he make it one rich. He bring it one low and he lift one up. Next verse. But this is what part I like. He raises the poor up out the dust and he lifts the beggars up out the dung hill. How many of y'all been in a position to beg? Anybody ever been in a beggar position? Let me, let me help you out. 
ever had to ask the church to help you out? Hello? Ever, ever, ever had to go get some financial assistance? And we got all kind of uh, uh, nice terms for it now, you know. Uh, people call church, do y'all assist people? No, they begging. Somebody say amen. Do you have any programs with some assistance? Hello? Hello? Did, uh, uh, people ask, do y'all have any programs? What, what are they asking for, Gina? They, they want some money. What you mean program? You want some money? If you ask them, which one you want, the money or the program, what you think they're going to say? The money. But, but it's a good way of saying, do you, do you help people? But y'all, you, it's, 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 it's in that beggar's position. Y'all, and I'm not making fun of that because, y'all, I've been there. Somebody say amen. I've been there. I've been there having to beg a landlord. Can you can you just give me one more week <laughs> without the late fee? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hey, how many of y'all ever got so bold? You got so desperate. You actually boss for an advance. Come on. Before you do, you know, some of y'all lying. Before you do the job, come on. Before I do your braids next week, can you give me the money? Hello. Anybody ever been there? Come on, somebody. But God says he looking for people like that. Now, the problem with people like that is they trusted in the systems. They trusted in programs. They trusted in institutions and churches and welfare, social services. But if they'll ever take their trust off of them programs, if they'll ever get themselves settled in to understand that God is my source. Come on, somebody. And if I will trust in the Lord and lean not to my own understanding and all my ways acknowledge him, then here you, here you, here you, direct your path. Direct your path to what? To where the money is. You know, I was needing money one time and I went and prayed and then somebody, this was before, well before people started knowing about this and somebody walked up to me and said, you know, man, they got some money like, it's lost money. Money owed to you. It's a website. Hello? I thought I was going to have to borrow the money, but, but, but sometimes God will give you wisdom. Over in James chapter 1, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let them ask God. They give it liberally. Ask wisdom for what? Ask wisdom for what you need. Somebody say amen. If any of you lack wisdom, let them ask for God. Some of us just need the wisdom. We don't need the thing. We need the thing that's going to help us get the thing. Somebody say amen. We think we need the money, but we need the wisdom on how to get the thing. Somebody say amen. Because every time you borrow the money, you owe somebody. Come on, somebody. You obligated to somebody. But when God meets the need, somebody say amen. You only owe God and all you owe him is praise. All you owe him is a testimony. All you owe him is some thanksgiving. And oh, God delivered me from people who God has delivered over and over. And then you got to get here and beg them to praise them. You got to get here and beg them to lift their hand. You got to get here and beg them to chop for joy. If you know God has done something for you, you want to give God a praise. Have you ever been a beggar that he pulled you out the dung hill? First Samuel 2 and 8. 
Now, I know we're, we're proper people. Can I, can I just tell you what the dung hill is? <laughs> I want to tell you what the dung hill is because some of y'all sat there last time and didn't believe me. But I'm going to use the same app I got on my phone that I told you about with the words on it, right? So I click on dung hill. Mm. Yeah. Dung. Oh, God. Uh, rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. Filth. Mm -hmm. The dung hill. Refuse. Animal excrement. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Dung hill. Yeah, you know what dung is. <laughs> Anybody ever worked in the field? Anybody ever walked behind a horse? Come on, somebody. I was a city boy, but we I was in the marching band and we was we used to do parades and, and you, you you had to watch out for the dung hill. Some come on somebody. Uh, you was gonna be stinking the whole <laughs> whole two two miles of the parade. Somebody say amen. How many of y'all know what dung hill is? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you work in the country, they call it manure. Uh-huh. Anybody ever been in a pile of manure? Woo! You ever felt like it was a pile of manure? You ever said, I'm in some manure? No, that ain't what you said. I know what you said. You said this some bull manure. Come on, somebody. There's some bull excrement, I mean. I know what you said, right? You said all them syllables, bull excrement, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know what it feels like. Come on, somebody. When our boss calls us in and they're asking us to do too much, and we know we say, oh, there's some bull excrement right here. Come on, somebody. We, we know what it feels like to owe money and not be able to pay, to hide your car. Yo, and, and it seems like when it rain, it pours. Come on, somebody. You lost your job and you're hiding your car from the repo man. And you got to go big, the landlord, all of that stuff at the same time. But God says he raises up the poor out of the dust. How poor are you? It don't matter. He will raise you up out of the poor. And he will raise the beggar up out of the dung hill. Tell somebody, but wait, there's more. He'll set them among the princes. Oh God, your name will become known among folks that would never know your name because you grew up in the hood or third world or fifth world. Tell somebody, but wait, there's more. He's going to make them to inherit the throne of the glory. Somebody say amen. God wants to do all of that exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. But you got to believe it. Somebody say amen. So he wants to raise you up out of the dung hill. And y'all, I can tell you in my lifetime, I've, I've been in those situations where I felt like, man, how how much worse can it get? And then it just piled on. How many of y'all have been a part of the pile on? <laughs> and then you go talk to somebody. You think they're going to have some sympathy for you? And they say, man, I told you you shouldn't have did that. Come on, somebody. You out here drowning in the ocean. And they throw you a book. Five steps. <laughs> on how to learn to swim. 
Y'all, I don't need the How to Learn to Swim book while I'm drowning in the middle of the sea. Somebody say amen. amen. The pile on. Come on, somebody. I mean, you're already putting up with it at work. And then you come home and mold bull excrements. You try to explain to the people at the house what has happened today at work and what's happened in your business affairs. They don't care. Come on, somebody. Because they won't do what they want at the time. Somebody say amen. amen. And so there's the pile on. And y'all, I'm going to tell you that's what the devil wants to do to you. He wants to pile on more after more, more problems after the other. Somebody say amen. The world says when it rains, it pours. Come on, somebody. And this one died, and this one is going on, and that there is happening. And the Bible says that he wants to wear down the saints, the spirit of the Antichrist in Daniel 7. He wants to wear the saints out. And y'all, some of y'all have been letting the devil beat up on your head, and he's been giving you the one-two punch and all of that stuff. And some of us, we just done laid down. And then I got, you ever see somebody get jumped by a real, like, gang, you know, the black folk, right? You know, and, and, and nobody has sympathy. You know what I'm saying? Nobody pull nobody up and say, hey, man, no, that's enough. No, man, they be kicking, hitting, and then somebody walk up, and they just start kicking them, and then somebody starts stomping them, and then somebody go get a trash can and throw it on. It's the pile up. It's demonic. Somebody say amen. And that's what the devil wants to do to us to take advantage of us. But the Bible says, Paul says, that we are not ignorant of Satan's devices, for he will not take advantage of us. Somebody say amen. So that's why you got to put on the whole armor of God. Come on, somebody. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the girl of truth, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, gives God something to work with when he pulling you up out of the dunghill. Hallelujah. Start confessing the word. By his stripes, I'm healed. He's pulling me up out of the dunghill. I confess to you, Father, hallelujah, that all of my needs are supplied. I don't worry about how it looks. I'm not looking at how it feels. Hallelujah. I walk by faith and not by sight. And you'll feel yourself coming up out of the dung hill. Yes. And you begin to put on the weapon of praise. For the spirit of heaviness and begin to say to your soul, I will bless the Lord, all my soul, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. When I feel like it, I'm going to bless him. When I feel bad, I'm going to bless him. When I'm broke, I'm going to bless him. When I got money in my pocket, I'm going to bless him. When my body's ragged with pain, I'm going to bless him. <laughs> when I feel like I'm being healed, I'm going to bless him. Because I walk by faith. And now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. But pastor, 
don't know how I feel. I feel like I ain't got no faith. Well, Romans 10, 17 says he's going to pick you up out of the dung hill when you start hearing it. Because faith, it cometh. Faith, it's coming. I don't have no faith, Pastor, but it's coming. You ought to track your FedEx faith packet because it's on the way. If you start hearing, faith will start coming because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So all you got to do when you get up in the morning, if you got a device, just press play. If you got Kingdom Treasure Radio, just press play and faith will start coming and he'll start raising you up as you hear the word the word of faith will start raising up because faith is the substance that you need to get the thing that you hope for hallelujah Yes, yes. Well, Pastor, I start hearing it. I press play. I can feel myself getting some faith, but my circumstance hasn't changed. Well, go to Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Because after you heard it, it's going to come, but now you got to speak it. As Jesus said, whosoever, not shall think, whosoever, not shall intend. He said, whosoever shall say to the mountain, are you speaking to your dunghill? Don't tell it. Oh, you stink. Oh, I hate being here. Start prophesying to your dung hill and tell it you can't hold me anymore. Yeah. I might be in debt now, but I speak to the dead. I curse you at the root. I speak to the sickness. I might feel like I'm sick right now, but I heard the word, and faith came, so now, I speak it, yes, if I'm sick, I don't say I'm sick, let the poor say I'm rich, let the weak say you're strong, Jesus said, Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, Be thou removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe what he saith shall come to pass. He shall, he shall, he shall have. What 
You gotta start speaking. He's lifting you up. You gotta start saying what God said. You're the head and you're not the tail. God said you are more than a conqueror. God said greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I don't care how I feel. I don't care how it looks. Jesus said he got the victory if he got it. I got it. If he got it. I got it. The devil can't hold me. The devil can't stop me. Sickness can't kill me. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we bind the devil. Yeah. And I say what God says. He said, now are we his sons. It does not yet appear what we're going to be. But we know when we see them, we're going to be like them. Why don't you take 30 seconds and prophesy? To your dung hill. Shall these bones live? Prophesy to it. Say, I'm coming out. Tell the devil you can't hold me. Tell sickness you can't keep me. I'm coming up. Tell your neighbors, I'm coming out. I'm coming out of this. He gonna help you. But the song say, why are you trying to figure it out? He already worked it out. Just cast your care on him. He'll do it. Do what he told you to do. Just be willing and obedient. He'll do the rest. I'm a living witness. He'll do the rest. Don't try to figure it out. Don't put your hands in it trying to fix it. He'll work it out for you. Some of us need to see God. Just spend some time seeking God. How do I see God? I take 15 minutes, I take 20 minutes, I take 30 minutes. I take my Bible and notepad. Say, God, what do you want to say to me about this situation? You know, he'll start telling you scriptures. Go to Jonah 2 and 5. The Holy Spirit. You think the devil is telling you some scriptures? He's not telling you no scriptures. 
the Lord will tell you a scripture. And then he'll talk to you about the scripture. Sometimes he would quote the scripture to you and then tell you where to find it. That's how you know it was God. That's what means seeking God, taking time with the Lord. He'll work it out. He'll tell you what to do. <laughs> Come on, Pastor Norton. You got to wait for the sound of the goings. One of my favorite sermons that Reverend Norton preached years ago about David. You might know what to do, but you don't know when to do it. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Sometimes we got to wait. Watch this, Tia, because he's renewing our strength for the journey. He don't want us to get out there and run out of gas. We're waiting so he can renew us, so he can refresh us. Some of us, I want to go now, I want to go now. He knows. He knows. Just trust him. How many of y'all going to trust him? He, he liked them. God, God is looking. He's looking. He's looking for those Cinderella stories. He want to pull you up out of that stuff. And y'all, I know you thought I was being vulgar when I talk about the bull excrement and the dunghill. But y'all, I wasn't the one that started the conversation. He did. He said that's what the, pro you, you know, the world, that, that's a proper identification. <laughs> and they got it from the Bible. That's what God called it, too. You in some bull mess. <laughs> God called it that. And he know. Isn't it good as to have a God that can relate to us? The Bible says we don't have a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But was tempted at all points just like we are. To quit. To give up. To turn back. He was tempted. Just like us. But he overcame. And he said, because he overcame. Remember, he said in John, he said, y'all, I, over, I already overcame the world. I already did it. The Satan is already defeated. We just got to walk it out. The fight is already fixed. You're going to win if you don't quit. Grow not weary and well. The only way the devil can defeat you is if you quit. You can forfeit the game, and he wins by default. That's it. If you don't quit, he can't win. Huh. I love it. Jerry Savelle wrote a book years ago, a preacher message. He said, if the devil can't steal your joy, he can't take your stuff. If he can't steal your praise, he can't take your stuff. You got to keep on praising him. Keep on praising him. Keep on coming to church. Keep on getting in the word. Keep on sowing. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because what the devil going to tell you? That ain't work. It ain't doing nothing. It ain't working. 
Yo, you just been doing this a day and a half? What you talking about? <laughs> I plant some seed. It ain't working. I go back out there tomorrow. Can you get a seed sometime? I love what Kenneth Hagin used to say. And he was talking about healing mama. He said, give me the consideration you give the doctor. You ever been going through something real tight, like a surgery? What, they want to see you next Wednesday? Huh? They want to see you again on Friday? Huh? They want you to take it two times. Come on. Three times, two, two pills, three times a day? Right? If I gave you two scriptures to read and meditate on three times a day, most of y'all wouldn't do it. He said, give me the consideration that you give your doctor and you'll be healed. But everything in the kingdom don't work instant like that, y'all. Somebody say amen. If the word of God is a seed, if money is a seed, it's going to take time. Amen. We can keep on confessing it. We keep on praising him. Somebody say amen. amen. We keep on praising him in the midst of contradictory circumstances. We keep on believing and saying we have more than enough in the midst of lack and poverty. Somebody say amen. amen. Keep on saying it. But you know what? Those of y'all who's still in the jam, been here for years, think about it. You started saying stuff and the devil took what you said. Because if you'd have kept saying it, you wouldn't even be in the situation. The first thing he's going to steal is the word. And then the Bible says, persecution comes for the what? For the word's sake. That's why it comes. To steal that word, Jasmine. To steal that joy. That's why it comes. Persecution comes because of the word that you got. It's going to test you. You're going to be tested over every word, y'all. And y'all, I'm a living witness. I got people in here that saw me in the dung hill. Start to go to my father. Y'all, y'all heard me say it. Uh, <clears throat> how you doing, brother? Oh, doing good, pa. <laughs> yeah, it's sunny outside, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's going on, brother? Uh, yeah, pop. Uh, we about five hundred dollars uh, behind on the rent. Okay, okay. That's what he gonna say. Okay. What 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 you need? <sighs> no, no, you just bought four hundred last month though. Am I lying? No, man. Y'all been there. But he raised me up out the dung here. Y'all, that was some that was some bull mess, man. And it don't feel good. It don't. How did you do it, Pastor? I learned some principles. Number one, I learned the principle of the confession. To speak to the mountain. Say the opposite of what you in. I learned how to sow seed. I learned it, y'all. I broke the back of poverty where they fill in the blank. A thousand dollar seed. That's how I did it. That's how I did it. You got to believe in the process or you don't. And when you get when you fall down off the horse, Landry, what you going to do? You got to get back up. Get back, get your confessions back out. Ah! 
That's how you feel. Ah. I will live and not die. <laughs> By stripes I'm healed. All my needs are met. <laughs> it no matter. Keep saying it. It's one of y'all, some of y'all females. Y'all just being you feeling. And we got more men in their feelings now too. Just so emotional. Yo, we got to get some consistency. If we believe it work, do we believe the word? But we're going to keep doing it. Somebody say amen. How many of you are going to keep doing it? If you're here today, you want to give your life to Christ. Come on. You can come right down. If you want to join this church, you can come down. You want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, you can come down. You want to repent, come back to God, you can come down. Whatever you want to do today. Now, here's the thing. If you say, Pastor Ryan, I got to recommit. Because, see, you know, last time we talked about He'll pull you up out of the dunghill and he's looking for that. But, y'all, that's once again what we talked about at 8 o'clock, spiritual responsibility. We want God to do everything. No, he pulled you up. The Bible said he sent his word and healed him. Did he send you his word? That's what's going to pull you up out the dunghill. That's him. His word. <laughs> Did Jesus tell us how to operate in faith? Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, right? You should have them. That's what's going to pull you up out the dunghill. Faith. Is that you or is that God? It's still God. But y'all, you got to participate in your own deliverance. Hello? <laughs> Reason why I jumped out that boat. I guess I'm impulsive too. I'm a little impulsive. Because I'm going to do it. I jumped out that boat now. You know, we're in the middle of the ocean. It's 40 feet down. How many of you ever jumped in the pool? And you hit the bottom, you can spring back up, right? But, y'all, you know, I weigh some weight, right? So, y'all, <laughs> when I jumped in, it was like 20 feet to get back up. And you in the ocean. Now, you make a wrong move. You can drown out there, y'all. You don't know what you're doing. Somebody say amen. And then waves and stuff. So as the waves come, it makes it even harder to get back to the top. Yes? But let's say I'm drowning. Somebody throw me a life uh, uh, raft. I thought you was going to save me. Do I, do I have to, some of y'all call that work, grabbing onto the life raft. Hello? You got to do something, y'all. If it ain't nothing but lift your hand up so he can pull you out. Personal responsibility, right? Hello? Hello? This is what I'm saying. I'm just going to challenge you. Can you take 15 minutes to a day this week and just spend some time, Lord? Seek the Lord. Ask him, Lord, show me what I need to do. Get in that word. Press, wake up and press play. Kingdom radio or something. Some kind of message. And let that faith come. Especially if you feel like you at the bottom of the barrel. How many of you ever felt like that? Like nothing's going to help. Nothing's going to work. Nothing. I just, nothing is over. I felt like that. I feel like that quite often sometimes. But we don't want my feelings. You, pastor? Absolutely. I'm a human being. I'm you. But I don't stay there. 
Yeah, I don't have bad days. I don't. I pass up a lot of opportunities to have bad days. <laughs> I can have them just like you. I can just like, oh! I remember, it wasn't long ago, too. I just, I had me a little spell with God. I said, God, if you, Jesus, he's supposed to, he always supposed to heal him. He said, okay. He said, so since Jesus did all that, why don't you tell the devil what Jesus did? Why don't you take your authority? Jesus did do that stuff. It straightened me up, too. Yo, if God always talk to you about how you write all the time, you're not talking to God. You always write in your conversation with God. I rarely write in my conversation with God. Rarely. Somebody say amen. I'm just saying. That's just a rubric. How many of us going to get serious with God? Come on. We just came out this conference even no more. So God told us what we need to do. Y'all, we need to start putting some brick and mortar to it. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. All right, all right.